0: The following is a presentation of the PTB Media Network. Parking the Bus podcast can be followed on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Or if you have an Amazon Echo by simply saying, Alexa, play the Parking the Bus podcast. Don't forget to check out the show's homepage at www.parkingthebusmedia.com. What's up, PTV Nation? How's it going tonight? Welcome to episode 91 of Parking the Bus. I am the Mr. Mike Agustin. you here with you again on the this Parking the Bus podcast. And I wasn't around last week. I know I had said I would be back last week. And we were going to talk about some midweek action. I got sick last week. So that uh, was not able to happen, unfortunately. Um but I'm back now, uh, you may still hear some of it in my voice. I was able to, to uh, put out a few Mr. Benfica uh, episodes throughout the week, but my voice has really taken a hit between that and between doing work this week. In my job, I do a lot of talking. I have to talk to people. So I've taken quite a hit on the voice this week, but I am here with you tonight, Thursday night, and we're going to talk about all things going on in the world of football. All right. It's been a busy, busy week. And there's a lot to talk about, so we're going to start right now, and we're going to talk about it. All right, how's everybody doing? We are going to start off. First off, I got to give a shout-out and give a congratulations to all the Flamenguistas around the world. Flamengo have won the Copa do Brasil. They won the Brazilian Cup last week, last Wednesday night, on penalties over Corinthians at the Maracanã. It was the second leg, remember, in Brazil. Two legs at every round, including the final, and Flamengo won in the in, in penalty kicks. Here in the second leg, they went in after nil-nil in leg number one at the uh, at the Neo chemica Arena in São Paulo, where, where Corinthians call home. They return to the Maracanã for the second leg. Uh, Flamengo go up early; uh, they go up a goal to nil, but then Corinthians uh, the pull level late in the game, force uh, penalty kicks. And when we go to Pens, in the end, it is it is Flamengo winning in front of the home crowd to their delight. flamingo, the winners of the 2022 uh, Copa do Brasil. And uh, they will add that trophy to the mantle. And they're going to try to win another one this weekend. So you heard it here. And uh, I will definitely be doing a show this weekend because there's so many matches to recap, so many finals this weekend to talk about. But this Saturday... Four o'clock Eastern Time, Bn Sports has it. It is the Copa Libertadores final live from Guayanquil uh, in uh, Guajanquil in Ecuador. Excuse me, in Ecuador. It is uh, Br- Flamengo taking on Atlético Paranaense. Okay, the Mingo versus the Hurricanes. Two black and red and red striped teams taking each other on. The the stadium will uh, be painted in red and black. And uh, one of them will be the champions of the continent as we have our third straight all Brazilian final in the Copa Libertadores. That's this Saturday, four o'clock Eastern time here in the United States. Um, And that's on BN Sports. Make sure you catch it. It'll be well worth it. Also on Saturday while we're in the advertising space, eight o'clock, sorry, nine o'clock Eastern time, CBS, a big CBS over the air, CBS live from the nation's capital live from washington dc at audi field a stadium i learned this summer is not easy to get in and out of um we have the nwsl final yes i'm excited for this one It is the women's final here in the united states portland thorns versus kansas city current uh make sure you catch that because i will be recapping it on the sunday night edition of this show um and you say sunday night yes i will be back sunday night and i'm going live sunday night okay so Mark your calendars now, Sunday night, live on the PTB Media Network's YouTube channel. If you're watching there now, smash that subscribe button so that you are uh, in the loop and hit the little bell next to it so that you get alerted when I go live, because Sunday I'm going live, 9 o'clock Eastern time, okay? And why live at 9 o'clock Eastern time? Well, there's so much going on Sunday night, Sunday night, we will be going live while the MLS Easter Conference finals are going on and the Liga Mekis, uh Gran final, la gran final, okay? The final, the second leg kicks off Sunday night at 9.36. And the plan is to go live from 9 p.m. until the end of the Mexican League final. I'm going to be here talking about all the things going on. Finally catching up on all the football going on around the world. We'll take you around to all the leagues. We'll... we'll We'll take you through South America. There's there's playoffs going on in South America as well. Uh, we'll have plenty of time to go through it all, and I'll just stay on on the feed live. Uh, on YouTube and on, on Twitter, of course, uh, at at uh, my Mr. Pika channel. That's where I put the, the Twitter uh, videos right now, at Bank Mister, so you can follow there if you want to watch on Twitter. All right, and we'll be going live, and I will continue to stay here with you until we crown a champion in Mexico at the end of the night. It will be late. Okay, this is going to be – it could go close to three hours, obviously – uh you don't have to stay for the whole thing, but if you want to stay and hang out with me, it's going to be a little test run into what I'm planning to do next season on Saturday nights when MLS goes live on Apple TV Plus, and we have the wraparound show. So uh, I'm going to try to get a feel for it this Sunday night, and we will uh, we will watch those games while we talk about everything going on in um in the world of football. And if you're there with me and you want to interact, I'll have the chat open for everybody to 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 chime in and um i'm looking forward to it sunday night All right, i'll get my rest during the day if i have to i'll take a nap so that i stay awake all right i'm looking forward to it sunday night nine o'clock eastern the mls match is scheduled to kick off at 8 p.m uh, that will be philadelphia taking on new york city fc eastern conference final however Uh, We know MLS games do not start at the advertised time. It's probably going to kick off around 8.20, 8.25. So we should be going more or less into halftime into the MLS match when we go live. And we'll build up to the kickoff in Mexico as well. And again, there'll be lots and lots and lots to talk about because we got matches in every league under the sun this weekend. So uh, I'm very excited. Um, I can't wait to do that. So make sure you subscribe, okay, and hit the little alert button so you get alerted. Okay, also some congratulations before we get into the UEFA Champions League, because that's where we're going to start. Before we do that, some congratulations to Boca Juniors. That's right. Once again, Campeón de Argentina, Boca Campeón, once again in the most absolutely just bizarre and crazy and only in football uh, do these type of things happen where it is their arch rivals, River Plate, essentially winning and handing the title to Boca Juniors. I don't know how many times in history it's ever happened where a River Plate goal away at Racing in stoppage time brought La Bombanera to its feet. We were this close to having a playoff. One thing I love about. The Argentine League is if two teams finish tied on the final day when the season is over. Unlike in Europe, there's no goal difference. There's no head-to-head. You play another match. I love it. You play La Gran Final. A finalissima. And we were this close to a finalissima uh, on Sunday. A couple of results had to go the right way you needed. Boca went into the match with a one-point lead into the day's matches. They were play- Boca were playing Independiente. And their arch-rivals... Uh, River Plate were playing Independientes, arch-rivals of Racing. Racing were one point behind Boca. So, uh, depending on the combination of results, had they finished level on points, which could have happened if Boca had lost and Racing had drawn, we would have had a finalissima. We would have had the two of them, Racing versus Boca, collide for a championship. That did not happen because... River Plate, first of all, Armani saves a penalty in stoppage time. He could have very easily just laid down and let Racing score and win the title and rob his rivals, Boca Juniors, of the title. He didn't do that. He saved it. And a few moments later, River Plate go down to the other end and they win the match and they steal the title from, or the hopes of the title from Racing and. You know, a few miles away, in in uh, La in, in La Boca neighborhood, in La Bombonera Stadium, Boca Juniors finished with a two-two draw against Independiente. It's enough to win the title, and it was another it was another blue and yellow, blue and gold, just party in Buenos Aires. Felicidades, uh, uh, felicidades! Congratulations to Boca Juniors, campeón otra vez otra otra vuelta boca that's right another the fifth title under the command of Juan Riquelme as the club director just absolutely the legend Juan Roman Riquelme one of my favorite players of all time and he is killing it as an executive killing it as a leader as a chairman for this Boca Juniors side congratulations again now it's time to build these these Argentine teams back up so they can compete with the Brazilians again in the Copa Libertadores all right that's your South American flair for this episode now uh let's move to the UEFA Champions League that's right the Champions League so uh we now have 12 of our 16 teams. In the knockout stage confirmed. So 12 of 16 have been confirmed. And there's some surprises in there. That's been the big story this year. Nobody's been a bigger story in the UEFA Champions League than Napoli. That's right. The Italians, Napoli, are perfect to date through five matches, through five match days. Napoli are perfect. Five victories. And uh, they are on their way, of course, to the round of 16 with that type of a record. And let's go through the groupings. Okay, we'll start. We'll do this alphabetically. So we will start with Group A. And let's take a look at Group A here, as I will bring it up on on this screen right here. Uh, Napoli, five victories from five matches, like we said. 20 goals for, only four against. That's plus 16, 15 points. They are three points ahead of Liverpool. Now, these two teams will will meet head-to-head at Anfield. I believe it's at Anfield. These two teams will will meet each other next week. And it is, in fact, at Anfield next Tuesday, November the 1st, 4 p.m. Now, note, uh, for those of us here in the United States, Daylight Savings Time ends this coming weekend in europe so check your local listings the games are going to be an hour later starting on sunday so next week's champions league and any league action from this coming sunday is going to be one hour later than usual so it'll be a four o'clock eastern time kickoff at anfield the next tuesday liverpool hosting napoli it's for control of the group if liverpool win Although they have to, Liverpool have to beat Napoli by four goals to win the group. So it's more than likely going to be Napoli taking first, Liverpool taking second. The other two teams in Group A, Ajax and Rangers, just not much to show. Disappointing uh, outing and showing for Ajax in this edition of the UEFA Champions League. Ajax with only three points, one victory and four defeats. That one victory, of course, coming against Rangers. And Rangers is their opponent on Tuesday. And uh, well, it is all but probably settled. I mean, um, looking at the previous the previous matchup between these two teams, earlier it was it was IX. Let's see how they did here. IX in match day one went up against Rangers and it finished. It finished, why am I not, it finished 4-0 to Ajax, so that means Rangers need to win 4-0 or better to advance, and actually they gotta win 5-0, because even if they win 4-0, they finish tied on the head-to-head, it drops to the goal difference, and well, uh, Rangers are exactly 11 goals behind Rangers. Ajax in goal difference. So it's very unlikely that Rangers are going to be playing any more European football after next Tuesday. Ajax very likely going into the Europa League. What's well, going to become a very um, heavy <laughs> Europa League, if you will. A lot of heavyweights dropping into the Europa League. A lot of heavyweights already there. This Europa League uh, knockout stage is going to be insane with the number of big, big clubs that will be taking part in it. Uh, that's in Group A. So in Group B now, Club Bruges are top of the, the group right now with 10 points. they will one better than my eternal rivals, my eternal enemies, FC Porto. But I got to give credit where credit's due. Porto uh, yesterday um, playing against Bruges after having lost 4-0 in Porto to Bruges. Or Bruga, however you want to pronounce it. They go to Belgium and they win by the same 4-0 result. They completely flip it on its head. And right now, uh, Porto have nine points. They are through, as well as Bruja. These two teams have already clinched their spot in the round of 16 of the UEFA Champions League, which leaves a shocking reality that Atletico Madrid and Bayern Leverkusen have been eliminated. They're going to play each other next week on Tuesday as well. And Atleti and Leverkusen are going to play for that spot in the Europa League. Can you imagine? If Leverkusen – and they're not playing each other, excuse me. They're each playing different opponents. Uh Atleti traveling to Porto and Leverkusen, I believe, hosting Brugge. Uh, Can you imagine if Atleti lose at Porto, which is very possible, the way that Atleti are playing right now. The way that – let's be honest. The way that El Cholo, Diego Simeone, is managing right now, I don't favor them to beat anybody in any competition right now. Um, I, I really cannot watch them anymore. This is a team I've tried to – to be a fan of I've tried to get behind and I mean and it's not just about Joan Felix not getting to play it's it's just all this talent and all they have to show for it is absolute garbage it's just absolute garbage that they have to show for it and they're on the verge of getting knocked out of Europe altogether not even getting into the into the Europa League the Spanish League has taken a major hit this season in the Champions League La Liga teams have crashed. Only Real Madrid is going to advance to the round of 16 out of La Liga. And Atleti here, if they don't get a a result against Porto, they uh, are in danger of going out of Europe altogether. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Leverkusen can at home get a victory over a Brugge team that is already qualified. Meanwhile, Porto are going to go for it because they have a chance to win the group. So you know they're going to come out for it. They fight to the death. I don't like that team, but I respect their fight. I respect they will leave it all on the field, you know, until they can't walk anymore. Um, they're going to go to try to win the group. So um, it's it, it's not a good time to be to be Diego Simeone right now. It's not a good time to be an Atleti uh, supporter. The team is going in the wrong direction. Uh, all this talent being wasted, okay? Um, and it's just, uh, you know, you got person after person, fan after fan, pundit after pundit saying they just can't stomach to watch this team anymore. Yes, this is the parking the bus podcast, but man, what what Simeone does isn't even. It is. It is just the most putrid football to watch. Okay, absolutely, insanely, just. Rubbish! It, it is the they they are the kings of shithousery. Pardon my language. It is absolute shithousery, concaffery as I call it around here. Um, we'll see what transpires next Tuesday in Group C. This one already settled as well. Bayern Munich, perfect, just like Napoli. Five victories from five matches, sixteen goals for, two allowed, fifteen points, and in second place, and already clenched into the round of sixteen. Internazionale of Milan, Internazionale Milano uh, of the Italian Serie They have 10 points. They have eliminated football club Barcelona. That's right. Barcelona crash out in the group stage again after all that investment, after printing their own money, after getting all of these bad loans. I mean, money they're never going to pay back selling naming rights to their stadium, putting Drake's logo on their shirt, selling their jersey space to Drake, to Spotify. All of this to go out of the group stage again. And again, I'm going to say that until they fix this financial situation, I hope this continues. I hope these results continue. I hope they keep getting beat by Real Madrid. I hope they keep getting knocked out of the Champions League. I hope they go out in the next round of the Europa League as well. Okay, until they learn to do business the right way, and it's not just borrowing money and buying players, I there's going to be zero sympathy from this man from the Mister for Football Club Barcelona's men's team. Okay, if you've heard me talk about the women's team, that's a whole different story, and that's coming up very soon. But when talking about Barcelona's men's team, zero sympathy for what's going on there. Uh, they need to figure it out. Okay, nobody feels bad for you. Okay, you want to talk about a Super League and you're not even getting out of the group stage. Never mind your Super League. Get it together. Rebuild that club. Okay, maybe get an experienced manager. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe you need an experienced manager in these tough times. This is not the environment to bring in a first-time manager. Don't tell me he won, he won titles in Qatar. That does not count. And listen, listen. Chavi is one of my favorite players. Okay, I idolize this guy. Okay, um, I for many many years I I said that this guy deserves a piece of every single Ballon d'Or that Lionel Messi has ever won. Both Chavi and Iniesta were the biggest reason that Messi won all those Ballon d'Ors. They made him so much better, and we have seen uh, without them what Barcelona has been. Right, Messi alone couldn't carry Barcelona to the Champions League titles. He needed Iniesta and Xavi. And Xavi knows the game of football, but he's in over his head when it comes to what needs to be done at Barcelona. You cut your teeth in smaller teams. You you work your way up to the job at Barcelona. You don't just start there. I know it worked for Pep, but Pep still came through a system. Pep managed the B team and, and got promoted to the first team. Xavi was, was coaching in the Middle East. Come on now. He was... Uh, a bare, probably a barely professional league in the Qatari league, okay? With all due respect, okay, with all due respect, because I don't know the first thing about the Qatari league, but it's not La Liga, and no matter how big his team is, they're not Barcelona, and he was not ready for this job, and everyone thought that he was just going to sprinkle some magic dust, some Chavi dust all over it, and Barcelona would be back to the Barcelona of a decade ago, and it's not the case. They need to figure it out. They got to build a team, not buy a team. That's my rant on Barcelona. Uh, they'll be headed to the Europa League. They have four points, and Victoria Pleasant has zero points, so they cannot even challenge Barcelona for that spot in the Europa League. Group D this is the most even group of the UEFA Champions League out of all the pairings. We're going to go into the final day next week, next Tuesday, and anybody can, any team can win the group, any team can finish last. OK, right now, Tottenham lead with eight points. OK, one better than Sporting. Uh, I'm going to call them Sporting Lisbon. I know that's not their name, but I enjoy poking them like that. Um, I know how much it infuriates them. I'm going to call them Sporting Lisbon today uh, or Sporting Club Portugal, their real name. But, uh, you know, the, the world media loves to call them Sporting Lisbon and it gets under their skin. I'll say it, too. They got seven points, but you know what? They're in a good spot. They need only a draw in this final match at home against Frankfurt. I expect them to do that. Frankfurt also on seven points. And Marseille right now in fourth with six points. Marseille hosting Tottenham. Totally possible that Marseille win and Sporting win. And all of a sudden, Tottenham could be headed to the Europa League as well. So it all depends. We will see what happens here. And actually, there's even some crazier uh, possibilities here. And, and what would be the craziest would be if Sporting and Frankfurt tie, they'll each have eight points. And if Marseille beats Tottenham at the Vélodrome, Marseille will win the group with nine points. Tottenham would drop to to third and go to the Europa League. I, I'm not positive. Yes, they would drop to third and go to the Europa League. Because of the head-to-head rules, Sporting has the head-to-head advantage on both Tottenham and on Frankfurt. And therefore would win that three-way tie. So um, again, Sporting only need a draw; they do that. Portugal is sending three teams to the round of 16 for the first time ever. Spain is sending one. This this could be phenomenal. This is absolutely unheard of. But I'm almost tempted to root for my rivals here. I'm almost I'm this tempted to root for them. I do think they're going to get the job done. I do. I believe that um, they're going to get the job done next week at home in front of their home base. They have a good manager. Ruben Amorim is a good manager, and I think they're going to pull it out. I think they're going to get the result they need, whether it's Marseille or Tottenham joining them in the round of 16. That I'm not so sure about, but um, I can't wait to watch and find out. Uh, group E, Chelsea look like they're going to be group winners. Yes, they have clinched. Uh, first place in the group, they have 10 points. AC Milan right now holding an edge over Red Bull Salzburg for second place. Milan have seven points, Salzburg have six, and Dinamo Zagreb with four. Uh, we'll look at the fixture list here, and this one is gonna move. These are the last of Tuesday's matches. So, sorry, these are Wednesday. Um, Chelsea host Dinamo Zagreb and, and Milan host uh RB or Red Bull Salzburg. Now Salzburg could could go to the Sun Zero and win. That would be something. And uh they would they, that would put AC Milan back down into the the uh Europa League. Just as crazy. Okay, just as crazy. Zagreb could go beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, have seven points, and then we'd get into really would be start doing some mathematics to see who goes where. Um, I expect Milan to win at home or at least get a draw in advance as the second-place team out of this group, and uh, you'll see Chelsea and Milan join um, all these other teams here in the round of 16. Um, That was – that was – one moment here, so uh, I think that was Group G. Yeah, that was no Group E. Now Group F, Real Madrid, top of that table right now. They have ten points. RB Leipzig are second with nine. Shakhtar Donetsk have six, and Celtic are in the bottom with two. Celtic are are going home. Uh, their European season ends next Wednesday. Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk more than likely going to be headed to the Europa League. But let's take a look here and see what's coming up in the in how these matches break down. Shekhtar Donetsk will be hosting RB Leipzig, so it's not over. Uh, if they win this one, uh, they, they certainly have a chance to uh, advance to the round of 16, but I like Leipzig's chances here. They've only got to go to Poland and get a draw, and they will advance to the round of 16 alongside Real Madrid, and uh, Real Madrid will be playing, I think, away to Celtic. They will be... Hosting Celtic, excuse me, at the Bernabeu. And uh, probably going to be a lopsided result. Real Madrid will win the group. Group G, Manchester City and Dortmund are through. Uh, this has already been clinched mathematically. Manchester City have 11 points. Dortmund have 8. Third place is Sevilla. Sevilla are most comfortable in the Europa League. I don't think they're going to be too sad to be heading there. Um I think they instantly become one of the favorites. But like I said, there's so many heavy hitters going in to the Europa League in this next stage. And it's going to be exciting to see what the draw comes out with, see what kind of matchups we get. We're going to get some exciting matchups in that Europa League next stage. and um, But still a disappointing finish for Sevilla, um, now managed by Jorge Sampioli. So they're starting to rebuild and what better way to do that than to go deep and maybe even win the Europa League. FC Copenhagen they will bow out on on Tuesday uh on Wednesday, excuse me. And um concentrate, you know, on on their domestic form. I think their league might even be over. I think the D- the Danish league has has concluded for the year. Um or I could be wrong. No, they're not one of those leagues that finish in the winter, the Norwegian league, excuse me, is the one that has concluded in Scandinavia. So uh, C- Copenhagen, going to fo- they're going to focus on domestic football. Group H, the one that I know very well. And if you want to hear about Group H, check out my latest episode of Mr. Benfica. It's episode 147, where I break down um, in the second half of the episode, this latest just absolute instant classic between Benfica and Juventus at the Stadium of Light. Benfica winning 4-3. to three over Juventus, and for a brief moment, we're top of the group until um, until Kylian Mbappe said, Oh, on, let me do something about this." And in in Paris, uh, PSG ended up routing Maccabi Haifa and um, winning seven to two, and now pretty much going out of reach unless they drop points on the final day at the Allianz Stadium to Juventus. Juventus still need a point to guarantee their place in the Europa League. Uh, Max Allegri's job, it's got to be coming close to an end, you would would have to think, no matter how bad the financial situation is. I don't know how much longer Agnelli can hold on to his friend uh, Max Allegri here. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. The reason he's there is because they don't have the money to sack him. They can't pay out the rest of his contract, which means they probably don't have the money to go make any moves in the transfer market in January. Uh, not a good time to be Juventus right now. They're gonna have to figure it out. They do have guys coming back from injury. You got Pogba. You got Chiesa. You got you know guys like that coming back, um, and they're gonna have to turn it around if they want to be playing Champions League football next season. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, Benfica and PSG are in. Okay, uh, they both on eleven points. And again. I think he's going to travel to Israel to take on Maccabi Haifa, who still have a chance to get into the Europa League. They're going to be motivated, so I think it's going to be a good test, and I'm excited to watch that as well. Let's take a look real quickly at the player stats in the UEFA Champions League. The top goal scorer right now is Kylian Mbappe of, of PSG. He's got six goals, as does Mohamed Salah of Liverpool, and then Erling Haaland and Robert Lewandowski with five apiece. Uh, interestingly enough, there's a number of players with four goals. I'll just read them off quickly. Giacomo Raspadori and Giovanni Simeone, son of Diego Simeone, mind you. Uh, they both play for Napoli. They got four goals apiece. Jude Bellingham, the English midfielder for Borussia Dortmund, has four goals. So does Leroy Sané of uh, Bayern Munich, Lionel Messi, and mady Taremi, all with four goals. Those are the leading scorers right now in the champions league and that wraps up the champions league match day five a week from now we'll have match day six like i said and we will know who all 16 teams are uh not traveling but qualifying for the round of 16 in the uefa champions league switching gears now uh but staying in europe i'm going to the women's champions league now it's time to give the ladies the spotlight again i love this competition i love this tournament um and I'm really actually excited to see, and really, I, I admit I have not watched a lot of NWSL here in the United States. I'm not all that interested in it. I, I've been vocal about that. I'm much more interested in European women's football, and... um I've watched Barcelona now. And I, I mean, I'm in everything I say about Barcelona's men's team does not apply to the women's team. I'm absolutely enamored with the football of the Barcelona women's team. I can watch them all day long. I know, yes, they beat my Benfica 9 0 on match day one. But what a football team they have there! What a collection of brilliant footballers playing football for that Barcelona women's football team. Um, Leon are the defending champions of this Champions League. I am interested to watch this NWSL final on Saturday and see how, at least from first look, how the, the, these teams compare to Barcelona and Leon and Bayern Munich and Werder Bremen and and you know Paris Saint Germain, the top teams, the top of the top, Chelsea's ladies, the the creme de la creme of women's football in Europe. I really like what I see from the European team. So that bar is going to be very, very high for Kansas city current and Portland thorns to really impress me, but I'm giving them it a chance. I'm excited to watch it. It's a final. Um, and, um, I'll talk about it on Sunday night. I'll have plenty of time Sunday to talk about it, but here we go. Uh, women's champions league action. We're at match day two in the women's champions league. We'll start with group a it's currently led by Chelsea women or by Chelsea. Um, the women part is obviously implied uh, they have six points from two matches uh two victories nine goals scored none allowed and uh, they're led of course by some of the best uh some of the best women's players in the world I mean you look at at names like you, you look at names like Laura uh, Bethany England excuse me you got names like Lauren James there's just Part of that, of that you know, a good core of that England team that won the Euro 2020. And um, as I run down Chelsea's squad list, they're just loaded. I mean, you've got, you know, Jessica Carter. You've got Magdalena Eriksson of Sweden. Fran Kirby of England. You've got um, Pernil Harder of Denmark. Samantha Kerr of Australia. I mean, this is a global global all-star team that make up this uh Chelsea women's team like we said Bethany England Lauren James They're just so so strong Canadian Jesse Fleming is in this side this team is so good they have 6 points uh, early on second place right now belongs to Real Madrid they have 4 points while wow. PSG surprisingly because they're one of the fade they were finalists last year or 2 years ago excuse me 3 years ago sorry my brain is My memory is starting to explain uh, escape me. PSG were finalists three years ago, but they're always like in the semifinals of this competition. Right there with Lyon, they're the two big heavy hitters in the French league. Um, Surprising to see them after two matches in third place with just one point. Um, And as I look at their their uh, matches this season. They they drew with Real Madrid and they lost to Chelsea. Only one nil though. I mean they're they're right there. Um, they've got no goals scored yet. That would be the concern if you're a PSG fan. Uh, but certainly, you know, by no means out with four match days to play. And then you've got KF Valeniza in in fourth place here. Ah uh, with no no points, two losses, and no goals scored and ten goals allowed. Group B, this one is top heavy as well as the German side of Wolfsburg. I said Wurder Bremen a minute ago. I meant Wolfsburg. I, I apologize for that misspeaking. Wolfsburg is the powerhouse in in German women's football. Uh, their're joint top of the table in Group B alongside Roma Feminile. And Roma, also a little bit surprising to have six points. Maybe not surprising, but also with six points. They've been impressive. Um, Wolfsburg with the better goal difference, of course. They've got six goals scored, none allowed. While Roma have five goals scored, three allowed. Uh, right now, Slavia Prague and St. Politan are the two teams below them. They have both got zero points. So on match day three, we're going to see Wolfsburg take on Roma. That's going to be one of the matches to watch, see how that comes out. Again, we talked about PSG and their struggles. Well, their French rivals, Lyon, are in the same boat here in Group C. That's because Lyon is all the way down in third place after two match days with also just one point, a draw to Juventus, while. Arsenal, surprisingly, are top of this group. they got six points with eight goals, four and two against. they got two victories. and Juventus surprising a little bit uh, to be after drawing with Leon to be in second place. So right now you got Arsenal six points, Juventus four points, Leon one point and Zurich, uh, FC Zurich are a fourth right now with no points. Group D. Uh, Barcelona, I talked about them. They beat Benfica 9-0 last week at La Masia. They win tonight 4-1 over uh, FC Rosengard of of Sweden, I believe. Yes, the Swedish uh, side, Rosengard. Uh, So right now, Barcelona and Bayern Munich are joint at the top of this group with six points each. Bayern Munich tonight, though, needed late heroics and uh, I'll be talking about this match on the next episode of Mr. Benfica, so do tune in if you haven't yet, you want to hear about it, it plays uh, on the podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts, Mr. Benfica, it will be episode 148, and I'm going to talk about Benfica versus a Bayern Munich Women's Champions League uh, just a few hours ago, Benfica were up 2-0 with about a quarter of an hour to go, but... Bayern Munich just cannot be counted out. I say it all the time about German teams. It's not over till the final whistle blows with the German teams. There is no quitting them. I love that about German football. I love that about German managers. I'm sad it happened against my team, however. Um, after Nicole Reisla and Chloe Lacasse had Benfica had two nil in the 60s. So it's just under it was about two thirds of an hour. Sorry, for two-thirds of the match. It wasn't You know, there was about 23 minutes left. Maximilian Rall scored from Carolyn Simon to cut the lead to 2-1. to And then your England international European champion, Georgia Stanway, takes over for Bayern Munich. She nets two beautifully placed goals, one in the 83rd, the other in the 90th, plus eight. Uh, It's also worth mentioning that Bayern Munich's goalkeeper, Um, Maria Gross made a huge save in the 90th, plus three, saving Ana Vitoria's penalty kick. That would have put Benfica ahead. 3-2 in stoppage time. Who knows what would have happened? But uh, Bayern showing why they're so good. They're so experienced and why they're always there at the end. They're always there in the quarterfinals and in the semifinals. They steal three points tonight and keep pace with Barcelona. However, Barcelona with a plus 12. Goal difference. I'm going to be interested to watch those two take uh, take each other on next month. Match day three is not until November 23rd, but uh, be excited to see that. But those are the two teams bringing up uh, the top of Group D right now with Rosengard and Benfica behind them, both with zero points. They'll also face off in the next match day, and what is each you know each other's best opportunity to, to get a win. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. And obviously, you know where my rooting interests are. I got the jersey right behind me. But nonetheless, um, I love this competition. Here is the top goal scorers right now in the Women's Champions League. And no surprise, at the top is Chelsea's dynamic duo, Samantha Kerr and Pernille Harder. Uh, Four goals for Kerr, three for Harder. And then you got Oshuala of Barcelona. Man, is she a deadly goal scorer. I watched her play. Uh, the Nigerian international African female footballer of the year for Barcelona. She's got two goals. Uh, Beth Mead of Arsenal and Caitlin Ford of Arsenal with two as well. Awa Pajor also with with two. As is Jace Ferreira of Barcelona. Lena Herting rounds out the list of players with two goals apiece, and then a whole whole slew of players with one goal. That's where the Women's Champions League sits right now, staying. In European competitions, we're going to move to the Europa League. I'm just going to go down the table. Five match days through in the Europa League. Arsenal lead group A with 12 points. PSV Eindhoven second with 10. They beat Arsenal tonight uh, to to close that gap. Bodo Glint in fourth place right now, looking like they are in a good position to return to the UEFA Europa Conference League where they were very successful last year, getting to the semifinals or quarterfinals, and beating Roma twice last season before Roma lifted that trophy. All right, and FC Zurich right now sitting in the bottom of Group A. Group B, Fenner and Ren are running away with it. They've each got 11 points. AEK, Ike Lanarka of uh, Cyprus are third, and Dinamo Kiev right now in fourth with one point. Group C, Real Betis. With 13 points there through. And uh, really carrying a flag for what's going to become a very um, very Spanish heavy uh, round. Oh, it's going to be around 24 next, I think. I think we're going to have a wild card round before we get to the round of 16. This is going to be a playoff round. Where the second place teams will have to take on the third place teams from the Champions League to get into the round of 16. I believe we got that new format going this year. Don't quote me on it, but I think that's where this is going. Um, I could be wrong. We might have might still be doing a round of 32 this year. But right now, Real Betis are through, uh, and Ludogorets Razgrad are also looking good. They're on seven points level with AS Roma with Jose Mourinho's AS Roma, and you got to wonder if if with all these heavyweights dropping down. If if the special one isn't uh, kind of interested in returning to the Conference League himself and trying to go after that trophy one more time. Group D, Union St. Luise is top of the group now. The Belgian side has 13 points. In second, Union Berlin uh, with nine. They They were victorious against Braga today uh then you got Braga the Portuguese side are third right now with seven points I like them there I like their chances in the conference league as well I got nothing against that I think um, they can really go very very far in the conference league and again good teams dropping into the conference league only going to raise the level of that competition as well and if you want to talk about coefficient ratings I mean the Portuguese league could use a team going deeper since the, the coefficient points count the same uh if Braga drop into the into the Europa Conference League they're a team that can get to the you know the last four of that competition with the right draw and Malmo right now bottom of that group no points real sociedad lead group e with 15 points Manchester United are second with 12 those two teams have already locked up uh you know passage to the next round FC sheriff our third with three points in o- Omonia Nicosia are last right now. No points. Group F, Lazio lead with eight points. Same as Sturm Graz, the Austrian side. Uh, I believe they're Austrian. Yeah, the Austrian side, Sturm Graz, also on eight points. And they're three better than Feyenoord and Michelin. Both, uh, both the Dutch side and the Danish side are three points behind the two teams ahead of them. All the play for here in Group F. Group G, Freiburg lead the way with Kwarabag FK in second. Nantes, our third, one point behind Kwarabag. And Olympiakos, the Greek side, the Greek champions, if I'm not mistaken, are in fourth place. Group H, Feren- Ferenc Carvados of Hungary lead with Monaco in second. Trabzonspor of Turkey and Red Star Belgrade, one point behind Monaco. All the play for in match day six as well in group H of the Europa League the Europa Conference League very very quickly before we take a break uh group A Istanbul Basaksehir and Fiorentina lead the way there with 10 points they have both advanced to the next round of the Europa Conference League Hearts will bow out here they're third right now with 6 points and RFS have two RFS of course of Latvia Uh, Group B, West Ham running away with it. The Premier League side have 15 points from five matches. They're perfect right now. And uh, they will be going to the next round. Silkeborg of Denmark are second right now with six points. One better than Anderlecht. And you got the club formerly known as Stawa Bucharest. uh, Now FCSB. They're fourth right now in Group B with just two points. Vijay Real leads Group C with 13 points. Lech Poznan right now in second place with six, while the Israeli side, Hapwell Beersheva are third with four, but they are not out uh, a victory on the final day. Could put them into the round, into the round of 16, round of 32. Uh, I think it's a playoff round now. I think 24 teams will be left and then 16 after that. Um, yeah, this, for the, for sure in this competition, the second-place teams will play against the third-place teams from the Europa Conference. So, it's not over for them. And Austria-Vienne with two points, they are eliminated. Group D is led by Nice and Partizan Belgrade, each with eight points. And then Cologne and Slovako have four. Group E, it's the Dutch side, Azet Alkmaar. They are ahead of the Ukrainian side, Dnipro. And 12 points to Alkmaar, 10 to Dnipro, while Ap- Apollon Limassol have four and FC Vaduz have two. Group F, you got you got the Swedish side Drumgarden, Garden with with thirteen points. Kind of surprising there. Uh, they're ahead of Norway's uh, MOLDA, who I think are the champions of the yes, the newly crowned champions of Norway. MOLDA and the Belgian side Ghent, and Irish side Shamrock Ray, Rovers trail them. Uh, Ghent with. Only two points behind Molda right now. They have a chance to advance as well. They are not out yet. Group G, Sivaspor, is top of the table with 10 points. And then Cluj have seven, as do Slavia Prague. And Balkani are in fourth now with only four points. Group H, it's Slovan-Batislava, top of the group, eight points. Same number of points as FC Basel, while Punic and Vilnius, are behind them, but everyone's still alive. It looks like here in group H that is the UEFA Europa conference league. That one's going to get very interesting as we advance. And as we get more teams. Okay. We've we're up to the first and only break of this episode. Okay. I'll be right back when I come back here on parking the bus episode 91, we're going to talk about the MLS cup playoffs. Okay. We're down to the conference finals. Now I'll catch you up to speed. And, uh, I'll touch quickly on some rumors and some proposals right now for a new playoff format. I don't really like it. I'll tell you why when we come back and then we'll finish up with Liga MX. They're down to the final. Uh, the first leg of the final kicks off in about an hour. I won't be awake for it. I'm watching it tomorrow, but, uh, I'll bring you up to speed with that as well. Uh, Parking the bus will be right back. I'm the Mr. Mike Agostino. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Agostino. That's at M-I-K-E-A-G-O-S-T-I-N-H-O. And follow the show on Instagram and on Twitter at PTV underscore media. We'll be right back here on Parking the Bus episode number 91. All right. Part two or second half here of the parking, the bus podcast, episode 91, Major League Soccer. Um, I'll start with a story here and I'm going to bring it up on my screen uh, about uh, Major League Soccer's new. uh, There's a new playoff proposal. Okay, Um, this made news this week. And I want to talk about it real quick before we get into the current playoff. But um, World Soccer Talk has reported it, and many other places have also reported it. Uh, with the addition of St. Louis City FC, oh St. Louis City SC, next season the league will now have 29 teams. Okay, and uh, what the league plans to do is add two more playoff spots, at least under this this idea. The Athletic originally broke the story, and the Athletic are phenomenal as far as journalism goes. I don't know that anybody in the game of soccer beats the athletic in the way that the the, the match, the, sorry, the, the game is covered, whether you want to call it soccer or football, whatever your choice is, okay? Um, They are very, very good at covering stories. And they announced a new playoff format being proposed for 2023. And I don't really like it, okay? And I'll tell you why in just a moment, but I'll tell you what it is. It is going from this format we have now of 14 teams of single elimination one-off playoffs all the way to MLS Cup final this would would take the number their proposal would take the total number of playoff matches from 13 to 30 they want to bring in a 16 team world cup style four groups of four tournament they want the MLS Cup playoffs to look like the world cup First of all, this is too many matches. This is burnout city for a fan. You cannot follow. This is the problem with Major League Soccer. And I'm telling you, this this season, more than any other in the history of this league, I have fallen head over heels with this league. I have loved this league this year on the the pitch. I have loved the, the teams. I have loved the crowds. I have gotten in my car and driven 15 hours to watch a derby. In Ohio, okay. I I have gotten behind this league. I'm all in. I'm psyched for the Apple TV deal. Okay. However, this looks like a a ploy to try to please the ESPN, the Fox, and the the Univision's, the the linear TV partners of this league. And someday I'm gonna get somebody in here with me that really understands this stuff, the media side. To talk about this and see, you know, the future of this league. I'm so excited about this Apple TV plus. Cause for a fan, there's no better way to watch a league, especially a league with almost 30 teams than in a wraparound show. Okay. That's the best way to follow this league. You can follow your team. That is your club, but you can watch the whole league by following the wraparound. I love it. I, I can't wait. I mean, I, like I said, I'm planning watch alongs right here on this channel and, um, Kind of rehearsing for that this Sunday with the idea I have for the next episode. But this here creates way too many matches in the playoffs. And it creates more meaningless matches when you get third and fourth place playing each other on the third match day of the group stage of the playoffs. And you're adding a match. These guys are playing 34 matches already. Now you're looking at any playoff team to play 37. Which means the team that wins Major League Soccer next season, the MLS Cup next season, will have played 41 matches because eight teams will advance from that 16 team pool and then single elimination playoffs again. As if you couldn't make the regular season, the 34 match regular season, more unimportant, okay, or more uninteresting, you're making it even less important now. You're making it even more redundant. If you're going to play a whole second stage and have a group stage again. My my suggestion, and they're not going to take this, 16 teams is fine. I can live with that. It's it's a little too high. I prefer it to be. Honestly, I don't know why Major League Soccer doesn't copy the NFL. The one thing the NFL does, well, well they did actually because the NFL has changed from from, I was going to say, six teams in each conference advancing, I think would be perfect. The extra place, obviously, the seventh place does allow extra team in each conference to make it, which keeps as many as three or four more teams alive on the final day. So I could even live with keeping it at – I could even live with going to 16, okay? But have them play quarterfinal, conference quarters, conference semis, conference finals. I don't like the idea of a group stage at all. I don't like it at all. I think it's just extra matches – Um, it sounds good on paper because you can sell more TV matches. You can sell more tickets. Um, but we, I mean, we don't need it. We don't need it. Okay. If you want to do anything, I say, go back to playing two legs because this one leg playoff, I'm not a fan of. Okay. And, uh, there's a lot of things I don't like about playoffs in general, whether we're talking major league soccer or league MX, the two leagues with playoffs that I actually follow closely. Uh, In Liga Mekis, I'll get to it in the the last segment, but we saw the best, once again, the best team in the league all season was Club America, and they fall uh, in the playoffs, in the semifinals. Um, But at least they had two legs, they had had 180 minutes, excuse me, to, to, to get to the final. In Major League Soccer, you'll get 190 minutes. I mean, Montreal was so good this season, CF Montreal. I want to call them the Montreal Impact. They were so good this season. But then they come out flat on Sunday against NYCFC, a team built for the playoffs, okay? A team that was not built for the regular season. A team built for the playoffs like NYCFC. They've gotten it together. Here they are again. NYCFC are at the <laughs> they're at the Eastern Conference Final again. Uh despite not looking good down the stretch and, you know, looking good for a while, then dropping in form, kind of reorganizing, kind of rethinking it. They lost their manager halfway through the season. They lost Castellanos in the middle of the season, and they just go figure it out, and they get it back on track in the playoffs. But I find it in- incredibly cruel that CF Montreal's season is over after the type of football they played, because for 90 minutes, you know, they they got themselves into a hole they couldn't get out of. Last uh, Sunday at home, at Stad Saputo, and um, now both in Major League Soccer and in Ligue 1, we've seen two of the top, the best football playing teams, two of the best teams. Period, go out too early on bad luck. Essentially, I know that the American f- so, the sports fan loves this, and and I'm not going to come on here and say that and advocate for no playoffs. This is America; there will be playoffs. There's no way around it. Okay, you don't like playoffs. You watch the other leagues. I live with. I I can live with it. I can live with playoffs, but make the regular season mean something. It, and please, I mean, 90 minutes, one-off playoffs. Anything can happen. That's a cup. That's not a league. Let's go back to playing two-legged playoff rounds. And I love the rule in Mexico. You want to make the regular season matter? I do. Maybe you don't, but I do. If the two teams over two legs finish level on aggregate, the higher seed advances. I love that rule because it makes the lower seed come out and play and look for goals and look to win. They're not just going to dig in deep and try to get the penalties. Okay, They're going to dig in deep. They're going to have to come out, find goals, and they're going to have to advance by playing football, by playing soccer. And um, I would love to see Major League Soccer go back to playing two-legged playoff ties. That's the only suggestion I have. If they want to keep it this way, I can live with that, too. Okay? Keep it this way. But do not – come on. Do not go to to uh, a 16-team group stage. I mean, that's just – and that's burnout for the fans. That's burnout for the players. That's too many matches. Okay again that would mean that the champion the two teams in the final will have played 41 matches next season that's up there with the english championship okay that's in 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 fixture congestion not to mention they're going to play this league's cup next next summer that is an, another world cup style tournament okay how, i mean how many matches do you want these teams to play if you're going to win the league's cup do you realize the team that wins the league's cup is going to play Another seven matches in addition to their, say that it's the same team that wins the League's Cup and goes to the final of the MLS Cup. Now you're at 48 matches. If they're in the CONCACAF Champions League, that's as many as, what, eight more matches? Yeah, that's as many as eight or six. That's as many as eight more matches. At at eight fifty-six. If they're in the US Open Cup and they get to the latter stages, you're looking at a major league Soccer team, and these rosters are not built for this. Playing a potential 60 matches next season. Too much. Keep it the way it is. Either keep it the way it is or go to two legs if you absolutely must. But even with this many teams, I would I don't know about going to two legs. I think if you go to two legs, you gotta reduce the number of teams. They're never gonna do that. Um it's uh it's unfortunate. But that is, uh, that's where we stand right now in Major League Soccer. So let's get back to the pitch, then. That's the off-the-pitch news. Let's, uh, we have the Western Conference Finals. That's the first one on Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern time. And um, I'm going to get you right now the TV listing for Sunday. And it's going to be, like I said, 3 o'clock Eastern time at Bank of California Stadium uh it's lafc taking on austin fc on abc it's on network tv over the air there's so much has been said about the tv ratings in major league soccer personally i don't care okay i'm not trying to sell advertising this league is going behind a pay i think this league's going to streaming and i think that's the smartest thing they can do because we never have to hear about the tv ratings again we'll hear about subscriptions and if they sell subs they're going to bring in the revenue. Listen, Major League Soccer is getting that money from Apple and Apple's going to sell the the subs. They wouldn't be they wouldn't be putting this type of money in if they didn't think they could get the subs. So I'm excited that we don't have to talk about it. I hope that the playoffs are on Apple next season. I know everyone says it's got to be on network TV. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> Most of the leagues I watch are not on network TV. I watch them almost exclusively on streaming. I know I'm not everybody, but listen, I, I'm on the verge of 40 years old. People younger than me stream. Nobody's got cable anymore. I mean, cable is is going out. It's, it's something for an older demographic. Yeah, it's more important when you're the NFL or you're the NBA because you have that much bigger of an audience and you need that bigger reach. But Major League Soccer can focus on its younger demographic. Major League Soccer has the youngest core demographic of the of the sports here in the United States that means they're going to retain these people the longest who does not I mean I feel like I am the only person I know that does not have an iPhone I use an Android everybody I know has an iPhone and if you have an iPhone you can get Apple TV plus yeah you got to pay a little bit for it but I mean every season ticket holder in the league is going to have Apple TV plus next season they have a free subscription I mean I think this is going to be brilliant next year. I can't wait. But anyways, the good news—it's on ABC this Sunday, three o'clock. LAFC versus Austin FC. Like I said, the two best teams in the West. I like that. I like when the best teams are the ones left. Um, LAFC, uh, despite their great—you know—their great record, their form is not great. They've won three of the last four, but before that, they had gone ten matches with only two victories. So. Um, Austin, on the other hand, is coming off you know some good results. They they beat Dallas, they beat Dallas, and they beat uh, Real Salt Lake already in this playoff season. They didn't need to go to Pens to beat Real Salt Lake, but uh, they're they're leaving Q two Stadium now and they're traveling to Bank of California Stadium. Originally, I had picked Austin to get out of the West. I thought that the the dipping form of LAFC was going to come back to get them. I'm not so sure anymore. Now on the eve of this matchup, we'll see on Sunday. Um, I think that. This one is up in the air. I do like the way Austin's playing, though. I love the way Diego Fagundas is playing right now. And I know he wasn't born in the United States, but he has been here since he was this big. I mean, I remember watching him play when he was 11 years old, playing for FC United here in in central Massachusetts. He's been here forever. Why is he not in the U.S. national team? Picture Greg Berhalter. If he's not a citizen, why have you not told him to become a citizen that he's in your plans? He's in the prime of his career, Diego Fagundes. He's playing such great football. He's 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 getting the assists. He's having a career year in assists. And then you got Sebastian Driussi in the attack. I mean, come on, this guy is on fire. I, I like this Austin FC team a lot. A lot. I think I'm going to stick with them. I think they're going to overcome. They're going to They're going to pull off the upset. I think Austin FC gets to the final this year in only year number two. And I think they're going to play Philadelphia Union. This time, I think the Union get their revenge because in the Eastern Conference final, that's at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Probably going to kick off around 8.30. And like I said, I will be live at 9. So you'll be watching it with me if you tune in. On the PTV Media Network's YouTube page, where you're watching right now, hit that subscribe button. Um, I think that the union this time are going to overcome NYCFC. But man, it's it's a rematch in the East. And that's because NYCFC went to, they went up to Montreal and they beat CF Montreal. They beat the Impact. I'm going to call them the Impact. I hope they're going to become the Impact again. If you notice when you watched, all the fans were wearing blue impact jerseys. Nobody's wearing the black CF Montreal. And it just sounds ridiculous. Club foot. It sounds like clubbed foot. Like, who who in the branding office, in the marketing office, thought this was a good idea to call your team a clubbed foot? I mean, it sounds ridiculous. But uh, on the pitch, they were fantastic. But NYC got it done. And you gotta you gotta give it up to the boys in blue and sky blue. There is no question. Um, you know, uh, you can say all you want about their stadium situation. You can say all you want about it when it comes time to play, they play. Sean Johnson is 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 got his, you know, he's got his game down here in front of goal. They have players, Keaton Parks. My man, my for my man, former Bay player Keaton Parks back in the lineup. He's back from an injury, back from an illness. I mean, and he's playing good football again. There is good players up and down the pitch for New York City FC. Um, could they do it again? Could they? I think Philadelphia is going to do it this time. I do. Uh, I do. The, the Gazdag, Ure. I mean, they are. I know Alejandro Bedoya is questionable for this one, but the, Jim Curtin, the manager, says he's going to play. Uh, I'm right now on mob about a 2000 votes. It's actually NYCFC has more votes a day. They have 49% of the vote to win. So America is kind of uh, divided. This one's going to be on Fox sports one again, 8 PM. Eastern time is when it goes on the air. I'll probably kick off around 8:25 or so. Um, and you can watch it with me if you want <laughs> tune in here. I'll watch and react to it as long as well as the league of Mickey's final. Um, Again, I'm a look at the injury reports for this one. Uh, Morales and Gray are injured for New York City FC, but that's it. So it looks like uh, it looks like Bedoya is going to be available to play in this one. Um, so much talent. I was fortunate enough to go watch uh, Philadelphia Union earlier this season. I saw them hang a touchdown on on Houston Dynamo. Uh, you know, guys, they just got so much talent. Guys, like I said, I mentioned Gazdag. I mentioned. How about Carranza? He he can put the ball in the back of the net. Little Aronson, you know you got you got Brandon Aronson's little brother Paxton. He he's a good ball, a good little footballer. Jack McGlynn is a good footballer, and then you got you know again like we said, Alejandro Badoya, Richard Otada. You just you just got a team here, Jesus Andres Martinez that can play football with the best of them. Kai Wagner is is there? You know this team from one to eleven. Is very, very good. They're not big names, but they're all good footballers. And um, again, I, I can't wait to see how this one's gonna play out. Don't forget Corey Burke and uh, as I said, Mikel Ura. This is a good team. And in goal, you've got you've got the one and only Andre Blake. I mean, Andre Blake versus Sean Johnson, a battle of two of the best goalkeepers in Major League Soccer. I do think this one's going to go to Philadelphia and I think MLS cup will be in Philadelphia and I wish I could be there, but I had to work that day. Uh, So I will not be traveling to Philadelphia for MLS cup. My plan was to go to that match. Um, It's not going to happen, unfortunately, but I'll watch it with you here on, on the PTB media network. So I look forward to doing that. Um, That's the action this week. Now, before I go, Liga Emekis, the very final thing to talk about tonight. Okay, uh, we got the final. It starts tonight. It starts, actually, I'm recording this Thursday night. It starts in about an hour to the minute right now. It's 8.46 right now. It kicks off at 9:39. 9.36 is is kickoff time. Uh, we have Toluca taking on Pachuca. So, two different teams in the final. No Atlas this time. They've won the last two championships but they're not there this time no tigres no america so uh new teams here pachuca no montare again monterey were one of the were one of the big ones you know they've won a number of finals as well no it's going to be a new champion uh new name on the trophy or at least a name that hasn't been there for a long time uh it's on Univ. it's on Univision, 2 dna vix plus plus fubo tv direct tv stream and vidigo it uh, kicks off tonight, uh, like I said. And it. Toluca are there because they got by Club America. I mentioned them, the number one team in Mexico, the first place team after the regular season. And it's because they won 2-1 to one in their home leg in the first leg of the semifinal. Uh, it went back to the Azteca for the second leg. And against the run of play, Toluca get on the board early. They get on the score sheet early. They take a lead. On the Giants, on Las Aguilas, a packed Azteca tried to push the the Aguilas towards it. They do eventually pull level. America pulls level 1-1. They needed another goal. Again, like I said, the rules in Mexico, if you get level on aggregate, the higher seed wins. All America had to do was win by a goal. They thought they did it. It It looked like America had gone ahead in stoppage time. They were celebrating. However, the VAR came back, and in the most marginal of offsides. And I mean, this there's good and there's bad with everything. VAR definitely falls into that into that uh, category. Not to mention, if you saw, you know, Tottenham and Sporting yesterday in the Champions League, same same thing. The place was going crazy. They thought they'd won, and suddenly the VAR comes back, and you've got margin a marginal marginal offside. Reversing the original call of a goal and negating the goal and nulling the goal. Whatever you want to verb you want to use. The goal didn't count. And America run out of time and first place team falls to Toluca. Toluca go to the final. This is exciting for them. I'm sure their fan base is ecstatic. Very rarely are they grouped in with the big ones in Mexico. Um... I'm excited for them, obviously. Uh, there's going to be a new champion in Mexico. That's always cool. And two new clubs, you know, especially Toluca, a new club to the CONCACAF Champions League. That is awesome, too. Uh, Pachuca got in by beating Monterrey, And I'll recap that semifinal very quickly here for you before we sign off for tonight. Uh, Monterrey, the first leg is where I will start, obviously. And... Uh, I'll bring it up right now. So we go back to the semifinals and we go to where Pachuca took on uh took on Monterrey. Leg number 1 is where the tie was won, okay, at the Estadio Hidalgo in Pachuca de Soto in the state of Hidalgo in Mexico. Nicolas Ibáñez was the man of the match that night. He had two goals. Well, while, while uh, Romario Ibarra and Pau de la Fuente added goals, it was five to two to Pachuca that night. Monterrey's goals came from Moreno and Romo, Hector Moreno and Luis Romo. That is, it was two two at one point. Then in the second half, Pachuca just come alive. Goals, like I said, the first goal, like I said, from Pau de la Fuente and then Nicolas Ibáñez from the penalty spot in the 87th and in the 90th plus 2 Ibáñez does it again 5 to 2 you can say Monterrey let this one get away in the final 10 minutes i mean they would have been happy going home to the BBVA stadium with only a 3-2 deficit they felt they would have felt like they could they could turn that around again they're the higher seed they could have all they needed to do was win by a single goal had that happened and they would have advanced by virtue of being the higher seed. Uh, A red card in this first leg to Eric Aguirre did not help the situation, nor did Rogelio Funes Mori, missing a penalty in the 81st minute. Of course, Ibanez got a penalty five minutes later. He didn't miss. That ended up being the difference. Uh, It went 5-2 to Pachuca, and then in the second leg at the BBVA, again, from the penalty spot, it was in the 90th plus five. This time, it was... This time it was Aviles Hurtado who was called on, and he came through for Pachuca. And they win 1-0 to finish 6-2 on aggregate and shock Monterey. So Pachuca versus Toluca, leg number one tonight. Um, we will talk about it a bit on, on Sunday. Before it starts, leg number two again Sunday, 9.36 p.m. So I'll be watching it live right here with you. And my plan is to stay live until it ends, until Mexico crowns a new champion in Liga MX. Also, this weekend, before I sign out, the Brazilian League looks like a champion will be will be crowned. Uh, right now, we're going into round 35 this weekend. Palmeiras with a 10-point lead, top of the table. Inter Porto Alegre, a second 10 points behind him. Palmeiras, if they win this one if they pick up a win this weekend they will be champions the Verdão will reclaim their title 3 years later after uh, seeing flamengo win it twice and atletico mineiro once uh it looks like it's it's all but done here and palmeiras are going to lift the title uh, so Saturday, a Brazilian team is going to win the Copa Libertadores. On Sunday, it's likely Palmeiras will be champion. We've also got the Argentine Cup final this weekend. I'm sure I'll talk about that on Sunday as well. But that's it for tonight. That's it for this midweek edition. I'll be back Sunday here on Parking the Bus, and we're we're getting close now, guys. We are counting down to Qatar. We are less than a month away now from the start of the FIFA World Cup, and um, yeah. I don't know how it's going to look here, but I will be talking to you as much as I possibly can. I'll be putting as much content out as I possibly can while uh, we wait for, uh, to see who's going to be the team at the end of the calendar year, lifting the FIFA world cup. And that is where we will culminate this season three of the parking, the bus podcast. Lots of content coming your way though. I've got, like I said, I got a ton of ideas. I'm going to start recording some stuff uh, very soon this weekend, probably that I'll then be releasing in the future. Um, a new series of sorts. So, and a couple new show ideas. I can't wait to to get it out there. And uh, written content's going to come as well. I've uh, I've set up a Medium account and a a um whatever it's called <laughs> the other the other blogging site. Um. It, I've set I've set some accounts up and obviously as always www.parkingthebusmedia.com I'll be posting stuff there. I'm going to try very very hard to get to finish this season strong and to go into 2023 just on a high. All right. That's going to do it. Thank you for joining me. I'll be back Sunday night live. I'll be live. What you're watching now, listening to now is recorded on Sunday. I will be live. I'll talk to you then. Look forward to interacting with you guys. And um, enjoy your football until we get there, guys. We're almost there. I mean, the the seasons are coming to an end in this side of the world and in Europe. They're 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 winding down to their break. Their World Cup break is is on the horizon now. Um, one more round of Champions League of European you know, continental competition, one more match day to go. And then that will also be set. So I'll see you Sunday. Mr. Mike Agustin, you signing off here on the parking, the bus podcast, part of the PTB media network. I'll see you next time. Good night.